Look at your dog. He looks like he looks like Princess Leia in your job of the hut. Thanks. You're welcome. That's great. That's great. for me and my best friend, Amy Rivers. Reheat movies from our childhoods to see if the leftovers have retained their flavor or left a bad taste in our mouths. It's also about how these television specials influenced, inspired, and shaped us. Whether the ideas they cooked up and fed us nourished our bodies and minds, or just rotted our teeth and clogged our mental arteries. Amy and I are not film scholars, but we do have a genuine love of movies as well as a beautiful friendship that spans 25 years. La 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 la. Me and Amy connected dots for 25 years. La 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 la. So come in and pull up a chair. Cause we're gonna Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special. <laughs> Hi, Sasha. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, Amy. Hi. Pee Wee's Christmas special. It's the only Christmas special that I ever want to watch because it is amazingly, deliciously, and wonderfully weird. I call it Mr. Rogers on Acid. Oh yeah, was that? That's pretty solid. That's a pretty solid description. So, 1988, <laughs> Pee Wee does a Christmas special, and he is what at like the height of Pee Weeness. We're in the third season at this point of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Everybody knows who Pee Wee Herman is, and everyone wants to play at the Playhouse. So, on the Christmas special, we have. So many stars lined up to be on it that some of them literally just stop by to say I love you, like Zsa Zsa. Okay, <laughs> like just, they just drop in and drop out. So off the top of my head, in Pee Wee's Christmas special, we've got Zsa Zsa Gabor, as just mentioned, who literally just drops in to say I love you, baby. We've got Whoopi Goldberg, Magic Johnson, Chato, the inimitable Grace motherfucking Jones, the Del Rio sisters, um, Little Richard. Little, oh my God, Little Richard. <laughs> you can't forget Little Richard. You cannot forget Little Richard. Come on, who else have we got on here? Annette um, Joe Rivers. Sorry, who did you just say? Annette, Annette, Funicello. Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon, who for reasons undisclosed are Pee Wee's Christmas card slave elf bitches that are just forced to work really, really hard throughout the duration of the special. We have no idea why that is. Fucking share. Fucking share stops by for 15 seconds. Fucking just to scream. Just to scream for just a moment. 
And uh, yeah, it is quite possibly the greatest thing that has ever happened to Christmas. So I don't remember watching this as a child. I really don't. But I remember watching Pee-wee's Playhouse pretty religiously. Mm -hmm. And I remember parts of this. So I know I must have seen it. But now that you've selected this, Sasha, I will be watching it every single year for Christmas at Infinium because it was the most uplifting thing. And after the year that this has been, 2020, for anything to lift my spirits that high so quickly in only 45 minutes or something, it's on the list. It will be watched every single year. And my son loved it. Leather was sitting there. He was digging it. He had his eyes on it. No, because I've told you that, I don't know if I've told you this before. So years ago, when my niece was younger, I put on Pee-wee's Playhouse or Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I don't remember which one. And she told me to shut it off. And my heart broke into a thousand bazillion pieces. Oh my God. I know. It just was, it was a shattered. So the fact that Blevin is just immediately there shaking his booty to Grace Jones, like with his eyes on the screen and just really happy to watch it. And it was amazing. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe my kid will be cool because it was so campy, weird, imaginative, inclusive as fuck, celebrating everyone. Like it makes sense to me of who I am this is one of the first television shows that you saw a lady male person who happened to be black or a black cowboy wearing purple or and and pastels this show is so important peewee's playhouse in general was so important to have first of all not not to kids because that was never the point but for adults to be able to see pretty much an, an out and proud gay man doing a absolutely outlandish character to the nth degree of commitment that he did all of his interviews, all of his appearances as Pee Wee Herman, um, that he was basically letting that freak flag fly and would invite people on who were also letting their, you know, by, by those standards of that time, freak flag fly, to have Katie Lang, an up and coming queer artist on the show, to have Grace Jones, we don't even need to talk about like why 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 would Grace Jones that? That's an odd choice for a children's special, right? But it works to have all of these gay campy icons on the show um, to to show kids that it is fine to be completely out there and be yourself and be as weird as you want to be and be as imaginative as you want to be was so so incredibly important. And as we discussed as well, like everyone that was on this show were people who had spent, we can go ahead and safely say a minimum of 15 years honing their craft to be who they are, to be who they were at that point in time, to be able to have been on the Pee Wee's Christmas special, where today we live in a time of 15 second generated, 15 minute of fame, kind of artists. We don't have the same degree of artistry as we did in the in the 80s to have that and, and to have spanned so many generations as well. To have gone from Katie Lang to the Del Rio sisters, 
you know, just inter making it an intergenerational Christmas special is super important too, because I don't think that that's something that would happen today. I don't feel like if there was a Christmas special, producers would dig deeper than Mariah Carey in terms of going back in time, you know? Yeah, I think we agree and we disagree. I mean, I do think that there are artists today, but I think what it is is that we're just, we're so inundated with media where kind of a TikTok star is put on the same caliber as somebody who has honed their craft over years. And absolutely what you said there last is true. And it's not even dig deeper. It's like, oh, well, we can only put the up and coming. Right, they aren't relevant. On something. We can't, exactly. we can't um, celebrate, you know, artists from bygone eras. And there was that kind of amazing, like all these people together, not only people like the cartoons, the cartoons oh my were my era cartoons yes and they were they were not disney they were obscure so it's like that's what i'm saying like again like it was a reminder of why i love all these quirky weirdo shit that i love like it all stems from that television show and how amazingly crazy it was and eclectic yeah, and all possible ways of, of expressing that cre from, from live action, right, performance, to puppets, to, to like, like with Randy, like the marionettes, to claymation. Pee-wee's Fridge was like one of my favorite things on earth as a kid. Did you yeah. see the thing of grapes with tinsel around it? And yeah. It was like it was for a Christmas tree. That was brilliant. This is the last thing I'm going to say about it. If you did not watch Pee-wee's Playhouse, when you were a young child in the 80s, you did not grow up cool. Word. <laughs> yeah. There's a disconnect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just love the set. I love practical. I love practical effects. I love props. I love, I love all of those things. I love to see the work of, of people's hands going in to create a world and is an experience like cgi is cool but peewee's playhouse is cooler to me and <laughs> well, this um, aesthetic is definitely you in your life and oh god this yes is, this is like what your house looks like to be fair sasha peewee's playhouse obviously had a profound effect on you and i love well, yeah the i love it's the world play. it's the world i want to live in right and <laughs> i and i also i love how like it's a, it's a kid special but it's an adult special right like the gay camp starts immediately. I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm fairly certain that that is the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir dressed up as the Navy because I don't imagine that the Navy was actually cast in the Pee Wee's Christmas Special. And then we've got the two, you know, Supremes looking backup dancers that are, you know, a future roadmap for every drag race contestant. The the off color jokes start immediately as soon as Miss Yvonne shows up. And first of all, Miss Yvonne, who's supposed to be the prettiest woman in 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 puppet land is like in her middle forties. Get yeah. it up. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Okay. Thank you for Miss Yvonne. She comes in with the, with the mistletoe jokes. And then here we've got Flory with our first really off color joke. And we're like, come stand over me, Miss Yvonne. Like, well, all right, Flory. We're start we're starting this party off immediately. And then of course we immediately start the running joke of fruitcake. It starts right off the bat, right? And at first as a kid, of course, I always just thought it was funny because fruitcakes are gross and no one wants fruitcakes. And it's only now as an adult that I understand why this was a running joke 
and why there was a wing of Pee Wee's Playhouse that was made entirely of fruitcakes that was built by effectively the two dudes that looked like if, if there were twins uh, from, the, from the village people of the construction workers, that's who's building the fruitcake wing, right? And like, I, I knew as a kid, I got that that was gay camp even as a kid, but like the depth of it now, is, is so it's it's so much more highbrow than than I could get the wordplay. You didn't get the wordplay. Yeah, I didn't get the wordplay. It's it's so smart. It's so so smart. You know um, what I love about Pee Wee too is that Pee Wee isn't perfect. Like he is narcissistic. He's kind of a smart aleck. He's sarcastic. You know, I mean the whole premise of the show, of course, is that he has this enormous Christmas list and. Right that he's being greedy, maybe. It's not only he's got a freak flag, but he gets to be kind of not perfect, but still have friends who love him. You know what I mean? And he's not that he's a rascal, like he's not a bad person. He's not a bad kid, I guess, but he right. is allowed to just be human. And you know what I mean? Like lack yeah. of another way of saying it is just like, yeah. he, he isn't one note actually. It's, it's- Oh God, no. Very, yeah. Very, complex like his whole oh yeah absolutely like when when he's dealing with frankie and annette and all of a sudden breaks out into that like maniacal twisted laughter about like basically like owning them and making them his christmas card bitches you're just like well okay Pee-wee. like you just took a weird turn but you're a weird you're a weird little dude so i guess that i guess that's fine on the flip side he's he's the only one who you know everyone gives him a fruitcake but he gives everyone a very specific gift and absolutely very thoughtful but anyway then Whoopi Goldberg of course shows up and he and again there's another mean moment he's like I don't know if you can be on my show maybe in two years I'm not promising anything <laughs> like it's it's hilarious and you know what also struck me about that in that moment I was like fuck different times because Whoopi Goldberg is beautiful Oh. And she was, and she was never thought of as, as a beauty. And I'm looking at her in that little screen. I'm like, would you look at that bone structure though? Would you look at those eyes? Would you look at that smile? Like Whoopi Goldberg's a fucking gorgeous raving beauty. And I think that she would have totally been celebrated as much if she was up and coming now, oh, but definitely yeah. not then, definitely not then, oh, but yeah. That, I mean, Whoopi was not, not that being celebrating, celebrated for beauty is the most important thing, but I just remember, I remember that as being part of Whoopi Goldberg of like, she's intelligent and she's smart, but she's, you know, she's not exactly something to look at. And I'm like, well, fucking A, dude, that's just not the case. Well, I think all. in the 80s, one of the big things about it was that she wasn't, that was the big, you know, I mean, right. in, in The Color Purple, she was, you know, she was supposed to be ugly, you know, and that was the thing. Right. But I think that Hollywood celebrator is, at the time, celebrated her as, an ugly duckling that never becomes a swan, but is worthwhile because she's so talented. Whereas now, I think she would have been celebrated for just being- for all you know, of those things. All of being those like the things. absolute complete yeah. package. Yeah. yeah. She, um, absolutely, I agree with you. But why is she always dressed for cold weather? In the 80s- I know, like she I know. She was always dressed- Well, like me, she likes to layer. I don't like to be cold. <laughs> I don't like to be cold. I'm always layered. Even if it's like 90 degrees outside, I've got all kinds of- and the minute I, my temperature drops at all, I'm like, fuck, grab a blanket. So the next scene that happens is the magic screen scene where they go Christmas dots and then Magic Johnson shows up. Because he's Magic Screen's cousin. Thank you. Never caught that. Probably the funniest joke in the whole thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. The second he said that, I lost my shit. <laughs> Super hilarious. And he literally is there just to take a, like Jaja, who stops by just to say, I love you, darling. Uh, he's literally there to do a, like, 15-second animated straight sleigh ride. And then that's it. Magic Johnson, peace out. It's it's just, and, and that's how the whole thing is paced. It just goes from guest after guest after guest, from weird to weird to weird thing. It just, it's a romp that never ever stops and I love it and and again um, it was a moment of low budget amazingness because like they were like cut out figurines like a child might as well have drawn everything yeah. it was spectacular you know but that's all you needed that's all you needed you didn't need the like overblown polar express where it's like people in green. super cgi and like the cartoons look like humans like fuck you didn't know. yeah like when they when the, when the king of cartoons showed up and annette was like let me play it and they play it and it's that old-timey cartoon i was like man we really got a better spectrum in terms of entertainment from our childhood uh we can talk about as well certain iconic images or or characters from the playhouse when he went to jombie for his wish and opened that up and jombie starts speaking I, now I do this, but I love that you were like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that I actually still had Mecca Mecca High, Mecca High Miho, Mecca Mecca High, oh, yeah. Mecca High in my brain. Trivial Pursuit. What did Jambi say when he opened up the, you know, the Make-A-Wish? I would have been like, fuck, I have no idea. I have oh, no idea. I would know because I, I chant that. I, I would know because I chant that every time I look for a parking spot. Second it opened, I was like, oh, I know exactly what it is. It's pretty magical. So All of it's magical. Then Reba shows up, the male lady, and he she gives him a, she gives him a fruitcake, and he gives her big ass press on toenails. Oh my god, they're like for a Tyrannosaurus Rex. They're like four inches wide. Here's him, Grace Jones, who then delivers us the greatest cover of Little Drum Boy ever done, and it's just. She's mesmerizing. That performance will never cease to be mesmerizing. It's amazing. All the way up until the last moment, I don't know if you caught this, where she's leaning on, she's like draping herself along the, the crate that she was shipped in, and she's trying to reach back with one hand for like the shelf or the desk or something that's behind her to so do kind of like a little sexy lean, one hand on the crate, one hand on the desk, and she can't quite find the desk behind her. <laughs> so if you go back and oh, look, no. I guess there's, one, watch there's one brief second in time where you can catch Grace Jones being awkward and it's and it's amazing. What can you say about this scene? It's like her her speaking voice just as much as her singing voice is amazing. That outfit, the blue gloves, the hat. My son, the second she started singing, started dancing. He's about what? 15, 16 months, he was mesmerized. He thought she was amazing. Wouldn't take her, his eyes off and literally was dancing with the music. But I do have to ask you, she was supposed to be delivered to the White House. And all I can think is like Reagan was in the White House. Was she sent to go kill him? Was it like an assassin? Because like <laughs> who would send Grace Jones to, to Reagan? Like I'm wondering if there's a deeper inside joke or a timely joke that we're missing that we should have looked up. I'm not sure. But yeah, that was that was kind of funny. I that thought was, she that was, was going to show up, sing Drummer Boy, and then kill all the Republicans. But she got waylaid by going to Pee Wee's Playhouse instead. You know, say love me. Life yeah. goes on. 
we get some some intergenerational moments with Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon again as his like weird Christmas bitches. Another and, example, Sasha, of how uh, in the 80s we were obsessed with the 50s. With the 50s, exactly. Exactly. We'll have to do Back to the Beach sometime, which is one of the best movies from the 80s. I don't know if you remember Back to the Beach. I remember it. I don't know if I would call it one of the best, but I'll rewatch it with you to find out. I love that Cher shows up to Pee-wee's Playhouse like she can turn back time. Like she's like, what is Cher wearing to the Playhouse? Which is um, just amazing. And then she's so awkward, right? Like this is a perfect example of how like Cher is really more of a musician than an actress. She's so awkward. She clearly like doesn't really know what to do with herself until the magic word thing comes up. And then she lets out the most awkward little uh, scream ever. And then Cher goes bye-bye. Now, I also would like to posit this to everyone that is listening. This year has been horrific. And when the magic word came up, I thought, God, I would just love to be able to scream whenever I want. So I'm going to offer to everyone what I intend to do. Anytime shit just gets too hard and you need to scream, go ahead and do it. And then when someone looks at you like they're like you're crazy, just tell them that they didn't realize that they've said the magic word. I'm gonna go ahead and say that for at least this week, right, you and I, we can say that the magic word is vaccine. Anyone anytime someone says the word vaccine, go ahead and scream your face off. Just do it. Just get it out. Just get it out. So the next celebrity that shows up doesn't show up but she's on the television is Joan Rivers in um, the greatest Christmas sweater that was ever made ever it looks like the writing for Jeremy Baramy it looks like that writing <laughs> yes. on Merry Christmas oh, amazing yeah it's amazing I want that sweater so badly Joan yeah, no, when, when, when we, you know, when we blow up and y'all start like flossing and throwing money at our Patreon account, we promise that in our merch store, we will reproduce the Joan Rivers Merry Christmas sweater. It will not be cheap. Wow. We'll, we'll find a way to get it to be available to you. I don't um, know what just happened on your side, but something loud happened. Oh, oh, the gardeners are here. Ah, the gardeners have shown up, everyone. The gardeners have shown up. We can, we can wait. No, we can just add that to our podcast. I'm ready yeah. to keep on going. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's just, we'll just plow right through. So wow. the next. Speaking of plowing. What happens when plowing? What? The snow comes. It's a oh, snow, snow day. Comes. <laughs> it's snowing. It's snowing. It's snowing. <laughs> the Del Rio triplets. Oh. The Del Rio triplets singing uh, Winter Wonderland, yes, in hot pants. We have three women who appear to be well into their middle, if not early, middle 60s. 70s? 60s. 60s. Oh, no, they're in their 70s. They are not in their no. 60s. No, 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 because look, in the, in the 80s, 60 looked like 70s. It's the truth. It's the truth. Those ladies are probably in their 60s. Still, they're wearing hot pat pants. They are wearing they're fucking wearing hot, hot pants. pants, which on one hand would, would like give me like a whole lot of like, damn lady, get it. But at the same time, they were so, so, so thin that it just kind of made me feel like they'd been starving themselves since 1935, since they've ever been put on the stage. And part of that like very toxic kind of like stay skinny kind of culture, because they, they are really toned 
little old ladies in those in those hot pants. And and the whole thing just reminds me of Kristen Wiig and that sketch from SNL. And I kept waiting for one of them to have mini hands. I kept waiting for the the cartoon just like little mini hands on the guitar. That shit's probably one of the funniest SNL sketches that's ever been made. But I've always had a little place in my heart for triplet singers from the 1940s. That's an odd place in your heart to have, Abe. That's a a little weird place. No, I love I love the kind of of them singing together and and it's so weird i think that's what it is it's like they had so many acts like this it, it was almost a thing i think in in the you know 30s 40s where if you were twins or if you were triplets like learn how to fucking strum a guitar right and, and harmonize because you can be a star but again so eclectic like right to have them and share in the same show and then to have little Richard show up. Oh my God, little Richard. Little Richard on ice, just so he can be like, ah, my, ah, yeah, ah, just so he can basically make every possible little Richard sound that exists. And the fav- my most favorite thing that he says is, if God wanted me to skate, I'd have been, I'd have been born with skinny feet and a little head. <laughs> what the fuck? I just so, that he had a pillow taped to his yes. ass because he was learning how to ice skate. Yes. I mean, he is such a drama queen. I love it. There's also a part where Peely and, and um, Lawrence Fishburne, who of course plays, ah, oh, what's the, what's the cowboy's name? Why, why, did, why did you steal it from me too? Where, where's my brain? <laughs> We're gonna to have to edit this part. What just happened? How did you make? How did you make it go away? How did oh, you make it go away? Why do you have to away? blame me? I'm blaming you, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Oh my God, that I'm, it's killing me. Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy fucking Curtis. What? How did okay. you do that? So when um, Pee Wee and Cowboy Curtis are out in the snow building a snowman, and the snowman, they like say some magic words. To, <laughs> oh no, no, they stare at it to to come alive. And when yeah. he comes alive, he's like a gangster who tells them like he's all pissed off and evil. Why don't you take a picture and it'll last longer? <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. So, so now Katie Lang shows up. Yeah. And I just was not expecting this. I So this is the part where I was like, did I ever see this? Because how could I ever forget it? It is, it is a very, very animated performance from Katie Lang. Probably the most animated performance she's ever done. I, that's the thing. I always thought she was much more reserved. Like, yeah. And now that I think about it, the only thing I've ever really can associate with her is constant craving. Like, that's mm-hmm. constant craving. And if you've ever seen that video, it's basically just her sitting with a guitar, you know, a lot of shadow work. But here she's a fucking ham sandwich. She just cut the fuck loose. She was all over the place. And all I could imagine was that Katie Lang and Pee Wee Herman were super good friends. And she was like, I'm going to give it up on my friend's Christmas special. Right. And sing with these puppets and just wild the fuck out. And it's amazing. I mean, amazing. Two notes. It's It's probably the last time we ever saw Katie Lang in a dress as well. Uh, it's it's literally one of the most insane things. So it's like I was I was expecting the Grace Jones to be phenomenal, but I was not expecting the Katie Lane to be that bananas. And 
I I loved it. I loved it. I loved yeah. the part where she suddenly breaks out into like an Elvis Presley impersonation uh-huh. in the middle of it. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And oh. then speaking of bananas, then it goes real bananas. Charo is hilarious in this. The whole thing about, the, and then okay, here we come back around with inclusivity, right? Because it's all so that we can talk about the Mexican Christmas tradition of the piñata and bringing all of that in, right? So, Charo, she want the wee, she want Merry Christmas. With her lisp and her accent, I love her so much. I love her so much. And then when it ends and she's like, Gucci, Gucci, cool, I like it. It's just every, it's so, it's amazing. It's fucking Charo. And then you know what I love when he hits the piñata and like the candy falls out, except it's not candy. It, it just glitters down for a moment, and there's like Vaseline glare on it. Like it's this really weird. It's like the original filter. It's just like <laughs> they do this sparkles. very sparkles. Of course, when it was you know now when you watch it, of course you're watching it through, but it used to have commercial breaks. Right. Oprah showed up for a millisecond. And again, there, I think there was a playful thing, you know, because not not everyone performs. You know, Oprah, again, is one that's there for about 15 seconds just to say right. hi. But it's like a moment where they can just not be so serious about everything. Because remember, yeah. at this time, Oprah wasn't Oprah that she was today, but she was still a big fucking deal. She was on her way up. She was yeah, on she her was way on up. Her this way is up. a whole, this all, a, a ton of those, of those artists that were on the show are up-and-comers. Yeah. Up-and-comers or old timers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I loved how she just, I think she, what does she do? She does something, she does something that he does. He like, she like plays for a second. She's like, ha ha. She tries tries to laugh, yeah. Yeah, she tries to laugh and it's adorable. I also love the moment where Dinah Shore sings the longest version of 12 Days of Christmas and Pee Wee finds a way to put a dummy in the booth so that he can get away. And I just love the face he makes before he does it. Like she starts singing and he just starts making that pained like, this is great, Dinah, face. And then just like puts a finger up, slinks away, comes back and puts the dummy in his place. is amazing. And she and just keeps going it's on that, and on it's and that Halloween masks from the 80s where there were plastic masks of like famous people that you liked. And that existed like Pee Wee's, yeah. ma- you know, um, yeah. plastic mask Halloween costume did actually right. exist. So spooky, those things. I like, know. Did we know that they were going to be spooky as fuck like back then? You look at them now, you're just like, what were we thinking? Terrifying. What was, what was the Absolutely terrifying. And um, then we find out that Ms. Renee is Jewish because we're going to play the dreidel. We're going to do the dreidel song. And, and when she says, and this is the first time I ever heard it before, come on, everybody. It's the Hanukkah portion of the show. I fell apart because I never realized like how on the nose and in your face where it's like, Hey, it's Jew time. Cause we're including everybody. And it's amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's but making a point of it, making a point of being like, hey, it's time to be inclusive. We're doing the thing. Yeah. I just uh, remember as a kid feeling like the Christmas, Pee Wee's Christmas special was the place where I felt 
the most represented. There were white people, there were black people. I could be white and black and Jewish and feel at home at the playhouse. There could be weird artists like the people that I grew up around and there could be straight laced, more conservative kind of representations of the world like Frankie and Annette and everyone could play together and everyone could have fun together and everyone could celebrate all of their holidays together under one great big wacky roof. And I, I just always felt at home at the Playhouse. Oh, that's why you made the Playhouse. Your house became the Playhouse. <laughs> so the Jewish portion happens and it's great. They sing dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. And it turns out the Dino family. is Jewish as well, yes. Who knew? And then- um... I knew. I knew they were Mishpoka. <laughs> I always knew. But we totally missed the part where Randy is all upset about Christmas becoming commercialized. Do you remember? Oh, I I forgot that because I always hated Randy. <laughs> Randy's a terrible character. He is I hated weird. Randy. I hated Randy, and I would like blank out anything that ever had to do with Randy. I just, for some reason, as a kid, really, really hated Randy. The only reason it's interesting is again during a Christmas special, like Randy goes off on how you know Christmas is commercialized and it's basically guilt tripping capitalism, and, mm -hmm. and it's like all this stuff that he does, and it's like whoa that's a little bit heavy that's a little bit of heavy <laughs> at the end of your christmas special and of course then they 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 um they solve it with him explaining what christmas is which is the birth of christ through like found footage of 1970s nativity plays it's just like it is so out there it's man the most amazing thing and then we've got the gay portion of the show yes. when when somebody asks we've already talked about the joke but somebody asks peewee what he's going to do with all the fruitcakes and of course he says he's going to build a wing of his house a new wing with all the fruitcakes and he opens it up and there are two uh construction workers both of which are sh no one's shirtless and one's in like a tank top and overalls and they're gorgeous. Yeah, perfect Tom of Fil Finland images of construction workers <laughs> building a fruitcake wing. Amazing. I absolutely. Absolutely amazing. And then of course, you know, it all concludes where, as the spirit of Christmas shows up. Santa Claus himself shows up at the playhouse, but let's pee we know that, you know, unfortunately his list was so long, everyone else in the world is not going to get presents because of him. And his initial reaction is so, I'm sorry to hear that Santa, that kind of really sucks for everyone else, is so great, <laughs> it's so great. It's what I was saying earlier, like he yeah. is, he's got flaws and, and you know, he's not a perfect little kid. Like that's a, again, why this show was good because maybe maybe I wasn't the perfect little kid, you know, maybe I was a little bit of a weirdo, you know, maybe I was a little sarcastic, maybe I was a little overly expressive. I think that's definitely something you could have said about me. And, you know, I was a little selfish and greedy and all those things, but so was Pee Wee. So it was okay. You know what I mean? Like he made it immediately okay to have those kinds of impulses and it's a, for, and it's okay to have those impulses that are selfish. And it's okay to have those impulses and then change your mind. It doesn't make you a bad person that you had those impulses to begin with, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And he recognizes that, you know, that's not cool. Okay, you can have all my presents. 
and then cashes in on his extra wish from Jombie, which you would think would be, and then I get to keep my presents. But no, it's that he wants peace on earth and for everyone to have the happiest Christmas ever and the happiest holidays that they celebrate ever. And then as opposed to getting on his scooter like he would in the playhouse, he hops in the fakie sleigh with Santa and gets rewarded by delivering presents to all of the children in the world. And it's the best. It does, it ends on a real positive note. You know, the whole thing is just the weirdest thing ever. And then at the end you're just like, yeah man, peace on earth and like, it looks like that. It looks like everyone being weird, showing up, having a laugh, singing some songs. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. There, there's just something really refreshing about it 25 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or wait, no, it'd be like 30 years later, right? Why do we do this every time we can't do math? <laughs> but the point is, is that it was just today, it was. I'm really thankful for Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas special. I can't believe that it was it was shown on television this evening. Yeah. Uh, because it really made a difference today. I think the whole day would have been really, really difficult had I not seen Blevin dancing to Grace Jones and Katie Lang just freaking out. Yeah. Those two things made my day today. It's the, it's the little things. It's the little things that really add up right now, aren't they? So this isn't particularly a special that we're doing, but I guess the only thing I've got to say about, I would definitely watch it on a transatlantic flight, even if it wasn't Christmas. Oh yeah, I would watch it over and over again. I absolutely would. You know what I'm, you know what it is? Now, if like, remember when we were kids, so, so to be nostalgic for a moment, when we were kids, we would watch, like, the claymation of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, mm-hmm. and I think there's the- Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman one. I don't watch any of that shit, but this, I will watch again, I will share with my children, I hope they share it with their children, because- this is really special and it's something I think the world needs right now. Yeah, everyone should be watching the Pee Wee special right now. It'll make it'll make the whole world a much, much better place. Just like just like one percent better. You know what I mean? And that's a lot. That's all we it's need. It's the little things. It's the, the little, little things, things that have to add up and count right now. Absolutely. That's it, Sasha. The little things. So thank you all so very much for listening to our very last episode of Eating After Midnight for 2020. For those of you who have been listening to us from the beginning, thank you for all your support. And for those of you listening to us for the first time, we hope you enjoyed it and you stick around for 2021. Sasha and I can be followed on Instagram at Eating After Midnight Podcast. You can send us a DM with any comments, questions, or complaints. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, get a fruitcake, give a fruitcake, be a fruitcake. Uh-huh. <laughs>